Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. Or the land of the free and the home of the paid. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast. We're recording a couple days after uh, Independence Day here in the U.S. It's a little known holiday where we kind of gave it back to the British a couple uh, hundred years ago, uh, settled out and and forged our way into this uh, brave new land. Uh, that we call the United States. Um, we got a pretty special podcast uh, lined up today. Um, without much further ado, I'm, I'll introduce my colleague, Yidu, uh, the Crypto Yoda himself. Yidu, how's it going today? I'm doing well, Brent. Uh, thank you so much for um, for st- like coming up today. I know it's, a, it's an off day for you, but for me, it's kind of a work day. So I'm glad we're able to make this happen and have very, very, very special guest today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, What's what's the background um, of of our special guest? Uh, you do you, you have kind of like a yeah. little intro for him? Yeah, let me let me tell you guys a little story, right? So let's wind the clock back back to um, let's say DeFi summer twenty twenty. Um, I was I was in the midst of you know trying to find the next play. I was trying to learn more about DeFi, and uh, I knew there's this one thing called like you know they call it like DeFi farming or yield farming, right? So I was trying to learn it. And I went to the place where everybody else learned their stuff, which is YouTube. And I started putting, you know, how do I learn how to yield farming uh, in crypto? Uh, and, and then this, this video comes up uh, from this guy called um, Gabriel Haynes. And I, I checked it and I was like, oh, this video is super helpful. This guy is so like methodical with the way he explains things. And uh, from there, I just started to to really get into uh, DeFi farming, and uh, yeah, and then I I went on my own journey of going down the rabbit hole and getting to you know DeGen farming for the rest of the year, and obviously you know little did I know um, that guy is is our guest today, and the reason I know about him even more is is later on he actually started his own uh, crypto content. Uh, he's been posting so many funny content, so many funny memes and, and videos and impersona- impersonations uh, on the crypto Twitter. And and I didn't realize that that's the same guy, the same Gabriel that who taught me about a yield farming in the first place. So I finally put the two into together and uh, I was super mind blown. And little do we know today we have him here on the podcast. So it's been a journey, but good to have you on, Gabriel. Thank you for having me. Did you really not know? <laughs> I, I seriously didn't know. I seriously did not put two and two together. I'm like, hmm, why does the guy sound so familiar? But I feel like I've known him before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you That's for being amazing. part of my crypto journey. I really appreciate you for that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to guide you <laughs> through various cycles, various memes. I'm I'm here. I'm here for you. Yeah, we appreciate it, Gabriel, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you. So, I mean, um, why don't you kind of just like um, you know, for the listeners, uh, give a little bit of background about how, like how you got started on the journey of, you know, this uh, brave new exciting space. 
uh, called crypto. So I was on YouTube and I typed in how to yield farm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's not. laughs> uh, it was uh, March 2020. And there was just the uh, Corona crash around that time. I was on my Robinhood app and I see a Bitcoin hitting. Well, I don't even remember. It was maybe 5,000, something like that. I don't even remember what it went to. But I like thought about it more and I realized that uh, there was a lot of inflation coming because the Fed had announced that they would be printing a whole bunch of money in order to fix the, eco- fix, fix the economy. Um, and yeah, I, I, I remembered from my just earlier research that Bitcoin was actually the solution to this problem. So I spent a lot of time learning about Bitcoin and trying to understand more about it. At the beginning, I really knew nothing. And I, I, I watched this video by a guy called Barely Sociable. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a great YouTuber who is pretty conspiratorial and has nothing really to do with crypto. And after watching this video, I was sure that Bitcoin Cash was the real Bitcoin and that Bitcoin was co-opted by Adam Back and Blockstream. Just shows you how little I knew at the time. And uh, thankfully, I was put on a better track by a good person, good two brothers, actually, Jonathan and Michael Karras, who... Both are into crypto. One is a Bitcoin maxi and the other is uh, pretty much a DJ, I would say. And they ran this WhatsApp group for many years. They still do. And I learned a lot from that chat. I would talk to them every day and the people in that chat it was a WhatsApp chat and uh, just asking questions. And like, I would even... I even wrote an article like super early on about Bitcoin and I shared it in there. And Jonathan is like, this is, this is crap. This is, this doesn't even make sense. Like who's the audience for this? There's no good information. Cause I literally knew nothing. Um, but I researched more and more and the more I researched about Bitcoin, the more I realized that there, it wasn't that exciting. It wasn't a whole lot of development. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff going so i learned more about uh ethereum i kind of through this chat group i kind of discovered DeFi and all these other applications that were built on the ethereum network that got me more excited because i was able to use these apps test them try them out see what these things do um and from there I started to create content about it, more videos, because first of all, there wasn't a lot of videos at the time about DeFi apps and DeFi in general, Uh, but also I wanted to learn. And if you are putting out content on a regular basis, then you will learn much quicker than someone is just forces you to learn. 
at that point. Yeah, you have to you have to have some sort of knowledge if you're trying to explain something, right? And also, if you make a mistake, then people will very quickly call you out. They'll be like, "At four minutes fifty-seven seconds, you may you said something which is wrong." So <laughs> you learn you learn quickly uh, by doing that. That's a new concept for me, by the way. Uh, having to know something uh, before explaining it, I gotta, I gotta take a couple <laughs> pages. I gotta take a couple pages out of your book on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't. You don't need to know. You just talk, talk shit, and then you'll probably be right. You'll, take it uh, till you make it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much how I uh, started with the the crypto content. Yeah, I like how you almost got sucked sucked into the the dark side by joining the the bitcoin cash people but you know i'm glad we're back got you back on track that's what's important <laughs> so i do want to now that i've embarrassed myself for not knowing who you are um i want to kind of touch on kind of speaking of like the balance right you have this you're providing a lot of great content educational content on youtube which is amazing for the new newcomers which is literally the name of this pod um, but at the same time, you're providing a lot of, um, I would say, um, uh, funny content or ent entertainment and ent entertaining content on crypto Twitter. So like, how do you balance those things when you like creating both uh, educational values as well as meme content for whatever it's worth? I, I definitely started with the educational content and I've definitely transitioned to the meme content over time. And I do this because that's what people want to watch. I mean, the educational content, you can look at the numbers. I mean, it's not even close to what some of these meme videos have done just in terms of views or engagement, stuff like that. So I'm just trying, I try to just listen to, you know, the audience, what they want to see, what they want to hear. Um, and I, and I try to put it out there. Um, it's right mostly now it's, it's mostly people wanting to see you make fun of Anthony Pompliano, though, right? That's that's a mission. <laughs> yes, come me. Uh, recently, yes. Did, uh, can but, I tell the story uh, about what happened with this yesterday? Please do. Yeah. So this guy. Okay, so I made the original Pomp video, which was basically him saying how bullish he is on BlockFi. Love that. And by the way, that was a request. Someone like tagged me and they're like, we want to see Gabrielle Haynes do this one. So I was like, okay, we could do this. It doesn't seem very difficult. So I did that one. That one went well. Pomp actually messaged me and he's like, that was so funny. Great job. I oh, was like, good for him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, respect, man. Yeah, like respect, most people man. would block me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to rope Suzu into this, but I basically read out a Suzu tweet and Sue blocked me from that tweet. Just from just from repeating, literally repeating what he said. Anyway, back to Poppy from his bunker somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, was yeah, this before well, or after the, the free AC liquidation? Oh, wait, wait, this was end of last year. Oh, okay, oh, wow. okay, 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 gotcha. A long time ago. Okay. Anyway, um, so Pomp made another video <laughs> about, like, the United States, like, a very, That was a like, weird one. Yeah. Political, like, uh, whatever. 
I mean, and so someone tagged me like, um, can you, I, I want to see a Gabriel Haynes version of this. And I wrote back, like, I don't have a suit. Like, I don't, I, I don't have the costume for this. And then literally someone's like, send me your ETH address. I will buy you a suit. So I'm like, okay, here's my address. And he sends me 500 USDC to go buy a wow. suit. <laughs> so Very generous. Wow. I went crypto to Twitter. I literally went, like, I got the money and I'm like, okay, well, now I have to go get a suit. So I went to Nordstrom Rack and picked out a suit and literally with a tie. I like looked through all the ties to get one that matched the one that Pomp had on. And yeah, and then I uh, went ahead and recorded the video. So uh, that was it's, amazing. It's amazing what, uh, what happens on crypto Twitter sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think you, what the story you just told remind me of another interaction I had with you. I, I don't I don't know if you still remember this, but I think it was like three months ago, maybe four months ago now, when um Kobe changed his um Twitter Twitter handle from Crypto Cobain to you know at Kobe, right? He must have you know pulled some strings strings to to make it happen. But at the time, I think I was in one of your spaces. And I was like, hey, Gabriel, why don't you do a, a video of criticizing Kobe for abandoning Crypto Cobain, the handle? So, and then you said, yeah, sure, I'll think about it. And little did I know, the next day you published a video of exactly that. You just did it based on that one thing I said in the space. I'm like, this guy's awesome. I love this content so much. Oh, uh, I didn't I didn't know that was you that, that was uh, suggested yeah. that. That was me. Yeah, see? That was a good video. That was a good video. That was a great nice. video. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Kobe retweeted it too himself. Yeah, I think so. Um, I wanted to do like a kind of like a meme review. So I would take like my five top videos and just watch them and then like tell the background story about them. So uh, that, that, that could, that's going in. That's going in for sure. Oh, oh, I, I will pay big bucks for that. Like if you make like a YouTube video, like just walk through all of your Wait. top. Actually, this goes into my next question. Like hey. what's what's the one piece of content you're most proud of? And you don't have to pick your one favorite child. You can say several if you want. Most proud of. I'm very proud when I look back and see me yelling in parking garages. I think, <laughs> wow, this... <laughs> This man right here. He made it. <laughs> he made it. One of my favorite, actual, my actual favorite piece of content is we did uh, the chickpea challenge. So if you search Google right now, chickpea challenge, it should be the first result. Basically, before crypto, I was doing a lot of uh, food, like hummus review. So I was living in Israel. And I would go to different hummus places and try the hummus and give a review, like based on the vibe, the the taste, the accompaniments, all this kind of stuff. So what I do, what we did for the chickpea challenge, my my wife was the hostess, and I got a couple friends, and we did a hummus eating competition. So. Um, we closed down this like store, the hummus place, and the owner was like super into it. He was like, 
He's like, yes, come, I will give you all the hummus. So um, we just sat there and we just ate so much hummus for like half an hour. And I won, of course, because, you know, I'm the hummus man. Um, but yeah, that was just awesome. And and uh, my other friend, he he's like a an actual uh, producer, like a like a videographer. So he filmed it and it just came out really nice and really funny. Um, and yeah, I, I, I had a great time doing that. And, uh, yeah, that was, that's one of my favorite for sure. I have to watch this. I already have it on my search tab now and I have to watch it back later. It looks, looks like a fun video. As, as a it Greek man, I approve of this content. Uh, <laughs> yes, we need, we need more hummus and uh, Mediterranean food challenges for sure. So that's, uh, it's awesome. Um, quick question that I had was like, um, you said that like you said you said a couple really interesting things, which is like kind of peel back the curtain of what it is to be a content creator. Because like you know we're in the same boat. We we content create more of a of a listen format in, instead of kind of the visual format that you do. But um, you said like the educational stuff comparatively to the like entertainment related stuff, the numbers don't even compare. And the other aspect as well is like you put time and effort into these things that people view as, as they could be trivial memes or something like that. But, you know, there's whole great backstories behind that, right? Is that is that like an aspect of, of content creation that a lot of people just don't get that there's a lot more uh, actual kind of thought and, um, you know, just, just generally you have a lot more background around a lot of these things that you do that end up being like 30 second videos, right. Or, or clips or something like that. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of like, do people appreciate you Gabriel is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. I know you guys appreciate me. That's okay. why we're here today. <laughs> and I appreciate you uh, and the listener at home. There you go. Um, but uh, the thing is like, for 95% of my videos, I just do one take and just post it. So there isn't a whole lot that you don't see <laughs> in the background. There's almost zero editing. I just will trim the beginning and end. And it's just an idea and I just do it 30, 40 seconds a minute and it's done. And those like, you know, the crypto Cobain video is one of my most popular videos. Uh, I don't know, like 1500 likes or something on that. And yeah, that was done in just one take. Like I maybe I did like 10 seconds before that just to make sure it sounded okay. But then just ranted in the parking lot. So you don't have like a script or anything like everything is like just comes out naturally to you. <laughs> Supernatural, all 100% natural. Um, yeah, like I've said this before, but I think that if you go into a video and not knowing what you're going to say, oftentimes that will be the best video. If you can be very present and just allow yourself to speak then uh, you can get some really high quality stuff that way. Um, on the other hand, I've spent hours editing pieces of content that get almost zero views. 
like today, I posted a review of the mango lemonade cold brew from a local eatery. It was disgusting. But like we just like filmed the video and I edited it. I spent a good amount of time, maybe an hour editing it. And even while I was editing, I knew that it wouldn't be super popular because I mean, it's just like completely random. Like who gives a shit about this? <laughs> but, and I knew like, but I knew that I kind of just wanted to make it and put it out there regardless of the views or whatever. Um, but I spent a significant amount of time and like, now it's like, okay, like, I don't know how many views are on it. Close to nothing. Does does it do do you like well that there's you obviously get like inspiration from the random beauty of life and that that you know that comes into like you making your content and stuff like that. But like has has the decisions in in the type of content you create or the ideas that you get changed now that you have like you know close to 30,000 followers on Twitter? Like if, since there's more eyes on you now, do you second do you take a second thought about the types of things that you do create, or is it just kind of like laissez faire? I'm going to do what I do. If you're changing your content because you have thirty thousand followers on Twitter, then you are a sick fuck. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that it really makes any difference. Um, I just, I just post shit. I mean, I just, and most of the, again, most of the stuff I post, nobody cares about. It's just like those one or two videos that like actually pop and people really resonate with. And I wanted to like tie that into like kind of what I was saying earlier is that like, why do I do stuff like in one take? Because you as the creator never know what people will resonate with. You never know. And, And I could look at a video and be like, oh, I could do the same video, but I can like fix a word here or there or, you know, do something slightly different in order to improve it. But will that actually improve it in the eyes of the audience? Not necessarily. And so you don't, you just don't know. So you just got to put stuff out there that you think is funny. Like I will watch my videos after making them and I'll laugh. I'm like, this is so hilarious. Like... (laughs) like there's no other way to do it i mean you just have to yeah i mean it's just just post just post gary v would be proud gary v would be proud gary v started me on this whole shit so it's uh thanks gary was it just like a video that you watched or was like a conversation that you had with him was he like listen man you're you're still young i don't care how young you are conversation what i never spoke to him well, he, he has those spaces brother. all the time too, right? He does. He hosts spaces. He's he's pretty interactive with the crypto community, to his credit. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, I never spoken to our Lord and Savior Gary B, <laughs> but I did speak to his brother AJ, which was pretty cool. I interviewed him a while back. Um, yeah, I was watching this video. This is a while ago. This is like four years ago, when I had never, I had not even made a video at this point. I was watching this video, Gary V on stage saying how everyone needs to create, everyone needs to create a hundred pieces of content per day. Okay. Per day. I feel like he's always yelling about stuff. <laughs> um, but, and when I heard that, I was like, this guy's out of his mind. This guy's on crack. Like, what is he talking about? But like, 
I, I always felt that it is really important to create content because there's, we all spend many, many hours watching YouTube, scrolling on Twitter, and every single person has the opportunity to be in the video that people are scrolling past, you know, like anyone can put themselves out there and get massive amounts of views and recognition for creating something funny or interesting or engaging, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think it's super important to uh, to make like to put yourself out there in that way by creating content. So, uh, yeah, just from that video, then I, I, I really from that time, like that video, I went all in. Like I made so many videos since then. This is like four or five years ago at this point. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of putting yourself out there, um, I've noticed that in recent videos, uh, you've started to, you know, incorporate your wife into your videos a little bit more. Um, so just out of curiosity, what is it like to be working with mother of DJs? Well, to be fair, like if you watch this Chippy Challenge, she is uh, the host of this video. So that's not necessarily a new thing. Um, but gotcha. New in terms of the quit, uh, the crypto Twitter content, I guess. Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, Lee, my wife, is she's an actress and a singer. So she has done a ton of like commercials. She's been in TV shows, stuff like that. And she's always game to do like random content stuff <laughs> like uh she came up with this idea I, I i posted i don't know if you saw this one but i posted a clip of suzu on up only yes yes i, I watched like, the original and then i watched yours i'm like this is way better cracks me <laughs> every time you don't want to get blown out in, in the super cycle yeah <laughs> so hilarious so when i saw that video i was like we got to remake this. And uh, I was like, I'm going to be Sue and you can be like Kobe or something. She's like, no, I'll be Sue. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's even funnier. <laughs> like, so yeah, she's like, it's, it's great. Like, I think that it, it adds like another, di another dimension. Um, she's really funny. She's willing to do stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. I want to, I want to do more. I feel like you can be, you can play uh, Ledger next time, like all the time. She can, she can play Kobe, because Kobe <laughs> looks like a girl. That's the joke in crypto Twitter. So, how's your Bama Just accent? Your Bama accent good? Yeah. No, I'm not even gonna attempt. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Couples that slay together stay together, as they say. All right. Um, so, um, we've talked about a lot of that stuff, but so. You're, you were interested in the degen farming. Like now with the downturn of everything, are you still kind of, uh, do you still believe in DeFi? <laughs> because I think the last couple of weeks um, have have shattered my faith, I guess, overall and a lot of the uh, DeFi-related conventions that were out there, whether it's Celsius or uh, some of the various hacks that have been ongoing. Like does, are you, are you wavering in your, in your in your degen uh, uh, nature uh, or sensibilities, or is it something that you're kind of waiting and seeing now that we're going through a, an interesting time in the market? Did you call Celsius DeFi, sir? 
Well, like lending, DeFi, farming, it's it's in that realm, right? It's a it's a centralized uh, uh, CDFI. Yeah, CDFI. That, that's what they call it. Yeah, I, I I am this close from yelling at you so hard. <laughs> you know, it, it makes for good content. Go ahead. You sick bastard! <laughs> Celsius is not DeFi. Are you crazy? <laughs> DeFi has not failed. Those sick bankers in centralized exchanges. That's not DeFi. God damn! DeFi is fine. Tell me more. DeFi is fine. Oh, DeFi, De- DeFi just were. What do you? What do you? I'm so pissed off at this question. Well, you're De- so mixed up. DeFi is fine, but um, you yeah. know, Terra's in the mud, right? So liquidity pools are drying up, right? So is DeFi fine? I'm just curious, man. I don't want to upset you. <laughs> you seem very stressed. My blood is boiling over here. Terra. <laughs> Terra, <laughs> you know the Terra. You know why Terra blew up. It's, it's just by design. Their design was just. It was made. It was born to blow up. It was born to blow up. Literally, like I moon coin. Months, m- months the Terra now, I made a video about Dew's Moon Coin months months before the Terra thing happened. Now, I didn't know like it would just be like Terra exploded in a week. Like I didn't think that would happen. But it didn't seem like it was a sustainable. So they were just paying people out of pocket to keep that thing going, and that that's not a business. That's not a business. That's uh, that's a Ponzi, right? It's not. It's it's not even a Ponzi. It's just it just makes no sense. <laughs> it's like anyway, but like DeFi to me is not has nothing is not Nexo. It's not BlockFi, it's not Celsius, it's not Coinbase, it's none of those things. It's just on-chain applications, which is exactly how I got started. I never, I never used Celsius in my life. I never used, I used Nexo one time just to see what it is. I'm like, this is stupid. I took my funds immediately out the next day. Those things are just, from the beginning, not your keys, not your coin. That's like a mantra that people say. Like those are so applicable to these things. Ethereum just keeps on working. Ave on Ethereum just works. Compound works. Uniswap works. All these things work regardless of the downturn, regardless of the volatility. These apps are, they're fine. They work. And they're so powerful. It's so powerful to have trustless systems that do not rely on any third party to operate them or to you know control them so usually if someone asks me what i think about crypto i would say it's all going to zero but since you since you like seriously threw celsius into that question i gave you a real answer crypto is fine ethereum is fine just imagine just had to trigger you a little bit that's all so, so I usually call Fody the wind-up merchant on the on podcast. That's his role, you know. I'm, I'm, we're playing good cop, bad cop over here, if you can tell. I'm playing um, dumb cop. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, actually, that that's a really good segue into kind of this next rise because for a lot of our listeners, were um, they are relatively new to the scene, um, and I, I this is my second cycle, um, so I'm still like, you know, obviously learning myself, but. Uh, I know this. You're 
you said did you say you you joined in 2020 is that or 2019 okay so do you have any advice like for us to survive the bear markets like for for somebody who's like literally joining 2022 and then they bought the, the 69k top and now they're they're left holding their bags like do you have any advice for them to survive the goblin town sell all your crypto get a job that's it get another job <laughs> get another <laughs> job what does that mean i mean i don't know like you want to survive goblin town don't over invest like what do you i don't know i i, I don't have any good advice for people i got into mm. crypto because i was super interested in it and super passionate about it and i remain so till this day i didn't get into it because of number go up like literally i i had no idea what i was getting into I think I first bought Ethereum at like four hundred dollars, and now we're dipped heavily to a thousand. Like I, I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that Ethereum would get to four thousand, whatever it did. Like Mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day, I was like super interested in the technology, like the stuff that was going on, the applications, like and. Ethereum is such a powerful network, and uh, most people do not appreciate how powerful it is to be able to move monetary assets around the world in a matter of seconds with very low fees and very low friction with no censorship. It's so easy. It's, It's harder. It's literally harder if you're starting from zero. It's harder to make a Venmo account and send someone money than it is to open a MetaMask and send someone money, literally. And, and that is, it's mind blowing. Like I envision this, like this Ethereum, like global network. Like if you close your eyes and you can imagine how connected we are via this network, like you can think around the globe, like we're processing information on the internet, but then right on top of that, the ability to actually transact trustlessly with no intermediaries. It's extremely, extremely powerful and extremely beneficial. So like, just don't, like, we're never like, what, what a crypto's dead? Like, what are we gonna go back to waiting on the phone for the bank to pick up our calls? Like, so you can send a SWIFT? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, what's the, what's the alternative? Like, mm-hmm. so just stay engaged, stay focused. Like enjoy it like if you don't enjoy it then just don't don't spend time on it but i mean that's that's what crypto is about to me and that's why i continue to remain you know engaged with it i don't think also heard reliably that you only lose when you sell so Mm. sage no sage (laughs) no you lost (laughs) i'm sorry I, I think, don't. I don't uh, think, I think people. I think Kobe. Uh, Kobe said that, so it wasn't a. <laughs> he's wrong, not me. Okay. Um, so I mean, I think your advice there is 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 generally if you're getting into this business um, or this kind of, um, you know, industry and and the the topic and the, the subject of, of cryptocurrency just purely to make money, then you're probably in it for for a bad time is that is that essentially what you're trying to say uh i mean because if you won't if you don't believe in it 
right, then it's really easy to have weak hands and, and get lost, right? For sure. Just for a random individual retail person, sure. But I think that if you're a financial person and you know how to, you're a quant and you know how to make trading bots, then yeah, sure, you can get into it for financial reasons, you know, in that sense. Uh, but if you're just a random dude who's like, yeah, let's buy a coin and we're going to ride it to the moon, it's probably not going to work out for you. <laughs> Like in the short term, in the long term, if you stick around and you, you know, apply yourself and you learn about it, then yeah, you'll be fine. But the the market will humble you. No truer words have ever been said. Um, you do? You got uh, a, a lighter question to ask, Gabriel? Cause we've been yeah, yeah. I think now that we, we've talked, <laughs> we covered the, the bear market talk, we got that out of our system. Um, I think I do want to ask you this question. It's a hypothetical question, right? We already talked about a, a various uh, a myriads of uh, crypto Twitter uh, personalities. So if you can pick anyone from CT to come to your house and have dinner with, uh, dead or alive, who would it be? I would not let a CT fuck in my house if my life depended on it, okay? Like, that's crazy. I got my seed phrases there, you know that? They can't be getting close. That's smart. They can't. Uh, well, I'll take it. I'll, I'll answer your question. Maybe not for dinner, but people that I really respect. Uh, Crypto Cobain sure. is definitely up there. Um, uh, Loom Dart as well. These people have been in crypto for so long, like literally 10 years. Can you imagine being for 10 years in crypto and the amount of things that you learn in that time? It's so valuable. Like even during this bear market, you know, the downturn, experiencing a downturn and actually internalizing it and going through it is a very, very valuable thing for a crypto uh, someone in the crypto industry because you learn a lot and you actually experience the cycle for what it is and going through that you know three or four or five times however cycles there have been since the beginning uh, is very very powerful and actually to still be alive and well in these you know through all that is uh is really incredible so I always really respect people that have been you know in this industry for basically forever. I mean, since the beginning, that's uh, very, that's, they have a level of wisdom and knowledge when it comes to crypto that cannot be acquired in any other way. Yeah. It, Sweat it always, equity, right? Sweat equity they have. Exactly. Yeah. It always amazes me how people like Kobe and others, they can survive multiple cycles without getting blown up. Um, I mean, we, we, we made fun of, fun of Sue earlier, like, but he, he was literally coming to the scene in 2017. He had a really great cycle. And then in this cycle, um, unfortunately, sadly, he didn't make it. So it's really hard to be like doing well, but also just to survive like for 10 years. Like, I can't even, I don't, can't even imagine surviving for like two years, let alone 10 years. So shout out to, to Kobe and, and the others who've, who've made it so far and hopefully we can following their footsteps well 
I think it's going to be fascinating to see who makes it through this one, right? Like the, I think the most interesting uh, test of metal is going to be what happens when we actually see cryptocurrency go through a true global recession, right? Because, you know, if we look through the history of the cycles, we, you know, we haven't really seen anything like this. And you throw in the pandemic economics of what's been going on, right? We haven't seen that in over a hundred years. So it'd be fascinating to see kind of who makes their way through this. Um, we've, we've certainly seen some people over the past couple of weeks saying that they're going to be stepping away from crypto. So yeah, just uh, keep watching Gabriel's educational video and you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I think we're, we're coming up on the 40, 37th minute mark here. So I'm, I want to kind of start to transition, talk a little bit about your own adventures. Um, I know you've been involved in multiple DAOs, you know, being in the web free world, uh, myself, I'm trying to learn more. Um, I know you, you, you're participating or maybe even leading uh, in several DAOs, such as like, uh, things like the, was it the clip to DAO, uh, as well as the cre the creator DAO. Um, it, do you want to help our, our listeners understand, uh, you know, what these DAOs functions are and what is your role and, you know, what is the, the goal we're trying to achieve, uh, in these DAOs? So, um, creator DAO is a project I helped start, um, over a year ago. Basically it's a content marketing DAO. So we have a bunch of creators who create content for various crypto projects, whether it's an NFT project, uh, a DApp, whatever. Um, I am not, uh, I'm not in the leadership role there, really. It's mostly run by Dunks, Fugu, Caesar. Uh, they've been there since pretty much the beginning. And yeah, uh, that, that project, we started because I, I personally, I was getting a lot of like requests for like sponsorship and content from different projects. And I thought it would be much easier if there was a streamlined way of accepting these clients rather than, you know, negotiating with them one-on-one, -on -one. you could negotiate on behalf of an entire group of people. And then the creator can just plug in and create the content that they want to create and then be rewarded for that at the end of the period. So you or anyone from anywhere in the world could just join the creator discord and look at the various job postings that are available there and just create a piece of content. And if you're adding value and you create something that is uh, you know, unique, and then you can actually uh, just be paid for that, which is pretty awesome. So that's the creator down. And the other project is Clipto, which is a project that I uh, founded. Um, it is basically an on-chain version of Cameo. So a lot of people were asking me for personalized video content. They were like, can you say this? Or can you, you know, can you say hello to my, you know, NFT chat group? Or can you say this particular copy pasta? I really think it's funny. Or so, yeah, I made this app. I didn't make it. The devs made it. But the, it's an app where it's very simple. 
you can open, you can find a creator, you give them the instructions, you give them a bid, um, and then you submit uh, the transaction. That goes into a, basically an escrow, smart contract escrow. And then the creator has the opportunity to fill that request if they want. So uh, it's a very simple flow, um, and there's a lot of different ideas I have with it um, that how it can you know hook deeper into like the Web3 ecosystem into other apps. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Clipto. That's very cool. It's awesome, actually, um, because I personally have paid a shitload of money on Cameo and they never get the instructions right. Those bastards. So uh, very, uh, very cool idea. How, how did you kind of come up with that? Was that like um, I know you mentioned you had a lot of requests from from people on on crypto Twitter, but how do you like take the next step and, um, you know, actually do do it, make it? right like you have to have insights and 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 uh you know developers and people um how do you decide what uh how you're going to build the smart contracts were you like heavily involved in in that from top to bottom or do you have like um did you delegate that to to various types of devs that you uh that you know and trust um i was definitely involved in it from like the whole way i mean the devs built it out but it was very much based on the vision that we wanted to get to. Uh, but yeah, how I, how I started that, it was basically just on Twitter. Uh, I would ma- I made a bunch of videos just saying, like, this is the idea. Can I get some, th- can the devs do something? Like, literally, like, I made a bunch of those videos. And we got um, a few people who, at the beginning, it was just, like, very community uh, just people were like, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. Eventually we needed to bring on a team like to actually finish out the build, um, of the contract front end and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of it was from Twitter. And then, you know, in discord is where the, the community is and that's where most of the interaction is. Um, but yeah, just got to find some devs. They're not the easiest to come by, but they are out there. And, uh, you know, whip them until they actually do, do the right thing. <laughs> so uh, next time um, I need to, I want to have a video of Gabrielle yelling at Peter Schiff so I can just use Clipto down for that, Clipto for that. Yeah, absolutely. Go to Clipto.io um, and you can find my profile there. It's live on Polygon um, and there's a bunch of different uh tokens you could pay with initially it was just matic but now we've got usdc matic and eth like wrapped eth um but yeah try it check it out today (laughs) we'll post that in the show notes for everyone they can go check that out and uh we'll certainly post that um you know everywhere where you can kind of interact with uh with gabriel because he's a very very dapper, a fascinating gent um, from the CT world and uh, from the content creating world. Uh, I guess uh, as we wrap up here, you do, I know that you wanted to play a game and, and, you know, Gabriel's been, he's been waiting so patiently uh, for, for the end uh, for, for this game. So maybe we should just jump yeah. into that. Yeah, let's jump into that. So, um, so this is a game that we've been playing on the show for, for a while now. Um, not every episode, but we, we, we switched things around a little bit. Uh, this was originally brought in by, by Fody. Um, basically, it's called Would You Rather? So we're going to ask you 
a few questions on the pop on the on the fly uh would you rather would you rather a or b so very simple answer uh feel free to explain if you want to but if you don't uh, we can just skip to the next one all right you want to play a oh sorry yes <laughs> all right first question uh, actually i'm gonna i'm gonna start with a few and then uh Fody, feel free to jump in later uh, if you if you want so the first question would you rather be stuck on a deserted island with Peter Schiff or Pomp? Mm, definitely Pomp. Pomp uh, seems actually like a cool guy. Uh, Peter Schiff, that guy's a mega boomer. Mega. Mm -hmm. He's like a dragon. He like eats gold and shit. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure because I, I came up these questions before you told me the story about Pomp, like the the, the DM, you know, his DM. Uh, had I known about earlier, I probably would switch to someone else. But based on what you told me, he seems like an okay guy. Yeah. All right, I got one. I got one, you. you All right, right go for it, man. All right. Um, so would you rather have one ETH or an NFT worth one ETH? Hmm. Uh, it's like saying, do you want uh, a gift card or cash? Well, just give me the cash. What do I need a gift card for? I'll go to any restaurant. What's the what's <laughs> well, it, I think I think you've just told us how you feel about NFTs. Um, so we're all we're all we're all illuminated it's, on that. Subject. It's funny enough. I, I actually have um, Gabriel's. Um, wallets uh, pulled up on dapper i mean zapper right now I'm, okay. I'm checking out i have this whole nft collection i'm fascinated by it oh like, let's go yeah. through it well, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about let's, it what let's do you like i don't remember what's in there <laughs> so okay so i'm gonna post this in the chat by the way um basically i've seen a few things here that i may or may not have have dabbled in myself uh, okay. Starting with the pudgy penguins. Oh God! Oh, those are garbage. Oh God! <laughs> those are garbage. So I I, 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 bought the top. Here's my story, right? I bought the top at three ETH. Um, a few like a, I think it was like late 2020, maybe early 2021, and then I, 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 I held it for like six to eight months, and, it, and then there was the scandal when the guy, I think his name is Cole was basically like like scamming people and I, i'm like okay fuck this i'm out so i, I sold at the bottom at like one eve and no and then went back went back up to like 1.5 maybe two eve and then never looked back so yeah i had a bit of a interesting journey there with the pudgy penguin communities yeah and, and yoda's such a fraud because he was he was six months on twitter with the punji penguin and then suddenly once it tanked he had changed his uh his, his little uh, well, avatar to, to some to other fair, to be fair I, I only sold it because the community i mean the, the the management was shit because they were basically like scamming people so i'm like i'm out after this like i can i can diamond hold this to the bottom no problem but if you tell me somebody on the top is fraudulent I'm not going to be diamond holding that anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so okay. So there's there's that. And I also see, um, let's see, what else do you have here? 
Oh, you have the city DAO citizenship. Yeah, I know some friends who who hold that. Another piece of garbage. (laughs) 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 Uh, Those guys. Okay, you know, I bought that. I'm probably up on that one, but I think Vitalik bought that. Yep. So like, Mm -hmm. oh, Vitalik bought. We're going to the moon. Going to the moon. They were actually offering a plot of land in Wyoming if you were holding this particular NFT. But I missed the claim period, so I didn't even get the plot. What a scam. (laughs) If I missed the free claim, it's a scam, of course. Is it some kind of punishment? Like, (laughs) buy this this and we'll give you extra taxes in a state you'll never want to go to. It'll be great. Um, Oh, let's see. What else do we have here? Well, oh, no. Yep. Let's 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 not get let's not get buried in this because you know we already know <laughs> that he doesn't like here. NFTs. So yeah. let, ask, your, ask him his well, next. Just be, hold on, hold on. Just because, <laughs> just because I'd rather one ETH versus an NFT that is one ETH doesn't mean I don't like NFTs because you realize there's a fee when you sell that. So really, you're giving me 0.98 ETH versus one ETH. So what well, is that no, question? Well, well, no, because if that NF, that NFT could be worth one ETH today, but tom- but tomorrow it could be a pudgy penguin worth two, and you're all uh, it could also rug pull. Like, what is this so it, random? What? That's the risk, right? It's it, it's more volatile. It moves more than than ETH would, right? Like the the, the volatility of the underlying asset. So that's that's the question. Sure. Okay, if it's that's a good question, picture, yeah. then I'll take the. If it's a good if it's picture. A, <laughs> Just no penguins or any of those yeah, other ones. No animals. We're done with animals. Yeah, I'm yeah. done with animals myself. Yeah. Anyways, so, okay, going back to this game, right? Okay, second question. Actually, the third question, because Fody already asked one. Speaking of animals, um, would you rather fight oh. 1,000 duck-sized wassies or one gazilla-sized wassie? Oh. Uh, man, that's tough. That's Ooh. tough. A thousand, though, is like that's, that's a, a thousand is a lot. Yeah. Like, but they're small, though. Keep in mind, like, they're small. The Wasis are pretty small. Man, that's I think it, the problem is, I think it would be quite hard for me to take down a Godzilla Wasi. <laughs> I mean, how big is Godzilla? He's like 500 feet tall. Right, like something like that. Yeah, how it's gigantic. How how am I supposed to? What am I gonna shoot him? Like, what am I gonna do? Maybe just feed him some 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 stuff like little animals, and then distract him, and then kill him. I don't know. No, no, no. no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play whack a mole with those thousand. They're just gonna come. I'm just gonna. Hmm. See, I'll take the, the thousand. With, I'm not with, afraid. With the big Godzilla one, you could convince him to buy Dogecoin, and then uh, eventually, maybe he just kills himself. You know, you never know. You could go that far. Um, or that. Oh, that was dark, bro. What the hell? Listen, <laughs> I don't even think we rainbows around here. You know what I mean? You're you're fighting what? Wassies. I'm trying to help. You're trying to suicide a Godzilla side Wassie? What? <laughs> Some Epstein shit over here. I'm what? The help hell? you out, man. It's all. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I see your answer now. Okay. So, all right. So next question. So this one is is not really crypto Twitter related. Uh, I think Pody, you might appreciate this one actually. Um, would you rather? 
Okay, if you uh, let's say, uh, Gabriel, you're already pretty famous, right? If you one day somebody is gonna make a film of you, would you rather have Danny DeVito or <laughs> Danny Trejo to play you in a movie? Oh, that's good, <laughs> man. I know my answer. I I, I, I want to be portrayed as a badass, not as a bumbling buffoon. So we gotta go with Trejo on this one. <laughs> Although I'm a big fan of Danny DeVito, what like, man, this guy's gonna be eating rum ham. I don't eat <laughs> rum ham. I'm rum way ham. cooler. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Trejo. He's he's got Trejo. style. He's got uh, he's he's manly. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going machete style, day. scary, scary looks. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Probably uh, well, won't be I, as funny, but still very dramatic. Yeah, that's why Rowan Atkinson has to play me. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. <laughs> oh, that was the funniest thing you said the whole time. It was really good. Enjoy that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm all out. I'm all out. You do. I think we've. We've. We've held our. Our guest. Uh, here for for quite a long period of mm-hmm. time. Um. It's been a an absolute pleasure. Uh, talking with you, um, Gabriel, hearing your story, your background, seeing the types of things that you're um, still very passionate about in the crypto space, which is always really helpful for our listeners, right? Especially when we go through an interesting period like this, you know, people want to hear that there's that there's still, you know, there's still faith and there's still, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel uh, when we go through these kind of weird periods. So awesome to get that uh, perspective from you. And you know, I don't know if you have anything else to, to say uh, in closing there with, uh, with our guests. Just really appreciate you for coming on. And this is my personal highlight of this podcast so far. One of them, there's many of them, but this is definitely one, one up there to have you and be here and really have a really fun conversation with you and find out that, you know, you're actually a really fun guy off the camera as well. So, yeah, thanks for being here, Gabriel. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Can I can I, I have one have one more ask? Oh no. Okay. Can you? you could have two. Okay. So and you don't have to do it if you know, if you don't feel ready, and okay. we can cut this out. But can you do like a like a little cameo thing for New Kids on the Block podcast, but just pretend you're like talking to crypto Twitter. You're like a making a meme video of us, making fun of us, whatever you know. But it's about new right kids now. on the block, about Fody and me. Oh man, I think we already got one. It's the Celsius clip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, CT. You want to learn about crypto from the brightest minds on the block? Well, tune in to Fido and Yidu as they take you through the best. <laughs> Of crypto. There you go. That was amazing. We have to finish on that. That was so good. (laughs) And with that being said, we'll catch you next time, Space Cowboys. Stay safe out there. Take it easy, boys. What is on the street? You found someone. I guess now it goes to tone.